this is episode two of the podcast. Wanted to let everybody know that I actually did change my microphone. Hopefully I'm not whispering anymore. And also we'll be adding a little bit more personality, hopefully, to these podcasts. Those were the three biggest things that everybody kind of gave some feedback on. So I appreciate everybody that responded to me and hopefully we can make these better going forward as we progress. With this episode, originally I had a few different ideas, but I've been getting a lot of questions regarding internet safety, whether that's uh, turning off the internet at home at specific times, uh, protecting our children on their phones, on computers, on whatever device they might have, uh, even protecting us adults as well. We all know Some of us know, unfortunately, firsthand how devastating pornography addiction can be, um, as well as other bad habits that we might easily develop online with unlimited access. So it's not even a bad idea to help protect ourselves, and um, hopefully we can learn a few things here, go over some free software options, some things that you probably already have available to you and may or may not know with your current Android or Apple devices, and then a couple of other products that you can purchase as well to protect even further. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is our protection at home, not just on specific devices, but our entire Wi-Fi setup. So a lot of us have older routers, older systems set up in our home. I think the best option going forward as far as protection is concerned and really the usability of the system, how easily you can go in and make changes before with old routers, you'd kind of have to go into their specific website and have all these uh, overcomplicated menus. They're very difficult to update. Um, if Most people have probably never actually updated their router software because they don't know how. It's not an easy process. So going forward, there's a lot of these what you would call Wi-Fi mesh systems. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them on Best Buy. These are the easiest systems to not only set up, but to be able to manage, even if you're not tech savvy. All of them pretty much come with an app for either iPhone or Android. Very easy. They walk you through. Super simple to set up. Once you're set up, you're going to have a lot more usability options through that app. So you can set very specific times of day that you want to shut off the internet. Uh, You can manually turn it on and off. You can actually choose very specific devices to turn on and off. So for an example, here at our house, we chose the Google Wi-Fi system. And keep in mind, these Wi-Fi routers run a little bit more expensive, but it's because of the feature-rich enhancements that you get and the ease of use and actually you get much better coverage throughout the house. I recently set one of these up for President Oaks and he was having major issues with his internet, dropped all the time. Once we got this set up, things were running a lot more smoothly and hasn't had any issues going forward. So typically it can even fix some of your network issues that you might be experiencing right now. I paid about 250 for my system and there are three hubs that sit in three different rooms and so generally what that will do is spread that Wi-Fi signal equally throughout your house so wherever you're at in the house it will kind of transfer your signal over to the the, the closest little puck or hub um, and I know that's getting a little bit deeper than I planned here but just to give you a general idea of some of the other features that come with that so back to what we're doing in our home for our kids is 
setup can take a little bit of time depending on how custom you want to do that but we have each of our kids devices set up in a specific profile listed as kids so any kind of tablets any kind of phones Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Roku's, anything that is associated that our kids specifically use themselves, we have set up in a separate profile. The reason for that is then we can control exactly what time the internet goes off for them at night. We can control, uh, let's say we ground them from the Xbox or whatever, uh, you can actually turn that off so they, they can't access any games or anything that requires Wi-Fi. So there's a lot of uh, cool options there that make it really easy to manage. So the other benefit to these Wi-Fi mesh systems is you can actually go in when you set up, you can ask it to attempt to restrict specific content. It's more of just an on and off switch, at least for the Google Wi-Fi. There are some that have a little bit more detailed information, but literally you're just going to flip that switch on and it will do its best to block any content um, on whichever profiles you specifically include. Obviously, this isn't a perfect solution because Google is deciding what's okay and what's not okay. So Google Wi-Fi might not be the best option for everybody. They have two systems. They just came out with a new one within the last few months. It's a little bit more pricey, but it also has additional features where each of those hubs that you might have around your house would actually act as a Google Assistant. So you could ask it questions, it could give you answers, you get kind of a combined Google Assistant mixed with a Wi-Fi router, which is really cool. Um, again, I know there's probably a, you know, a top three or four other brands that are out there. They're all gonna be over the two to $300 mark. A lot of those you can see at Best Buy, browse around on Amazon, just search for Wi-Fi mesh system and you'll be able to research those on your own. In addition to that setup and protecting yourselves at home, there's another option called OpenDNS. OpenDNS was recently purchased by Cisco, but it is still a free system for home setup. If you want it for business setup, it's a little bit different, but for a home setup, it is free. Uh, it has customizable filtering and basic protection. So essentially what you're going to do, uh, this claims that it's going to help your websites load faster. I don't know that I buy into the benefits of that. Although there's about 50 customizable filter categories that you can set and it'll also help block phishing websites, websites that might steal your identity, login information protection. So there's a lot of different things that that is doing as well. So I think this is a really good, not alternative, but in addition to the mesh system. You will have to set it up. Once it's set up, um, you can actually set up customized filters. Like I said before, about 50 different filters. What I ha have at my house is if somebody tries to search some content that I have specifically asked to filter, a picture of the Gilbert Temple actually pops up on the screen. So it's a nice reminder of what you're doing is not the right thing and maybe you should be focused on something else. So just a nice little kick in the pants if my kids ever try to search for something that they shouldn't be. This setup can be rather complicated. I would suggest that you have somebody help you that does have a little bit of tech savvy. You can try it yourself, at least get signed up, uh, get the account going and try to do it yourself. I know sometimes 
Cox Communications users have a little bit more difficulty getting that set up just because of the way they utilize their IP addresses. But I'm sure everybody's probably got somebody in their family that could help with this. It is definitely not complicated for somebody that has any kind of tech background. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of other options out there. To me, this was the least expensive way to get the ball rolling, get something started. Although I know those routers can be pricey, they will last you a really long time. You're going to get really good speeds, quality internet, a lot less dropping. Plus, you've got this uh, this open DNS free software to combine with that for 300 bucks. Definitely seems worth um, some good internet home protection. Now, moving on to devices, this is where things can get a lot more complicated and really not that great. Unfortunately, both iPhone product and the Google product is not perfect. It's not flawless. Typically, you can set times where your child's phone turns off, where they can only access certain apps, certain content. For example, I have all of my kids on Google phones, basically have everything locked down. They can't search the internet. Uh, they can't get on their phones after 7.30 p.m. Um, I can turn them on and off whenever I want. I can monitor anytime they try to download any kind of app or do anything. I can see everything. Now, the free version of that that comes with Android, which is Family Link, if you have an Android phone, you'll need a parent app and you'll need a child app to go along with that. The thing I don't like about Google is I believe once your child turns 16, you cannot monitor their phone anymore. So you may have to go in and fib that your child's a little bit younger than they are so that you can get a longer time to be able to monitor that phone. Apparently Google thinks once you're 16, you're old enough to make really good decisions. I don't know a ton about the iPhone system, although I've used it, I've helped people set it up. It's very similar to the Google version. Again, you can block their ability to access the internet. You can turn their phone off at specific times. There's a lot of limitations that you can set up. Now, again, the flaw in both of these systems is that kids tend to be able to get around them. They're smart enough. I've seen 10-year-olds get through these systems and basically able to access anything they want whenever they want. With all of that said, I would still recommend using both of them if you have an Android or an iPhone. It's better than nothing. However, there is no replacement for constantly checking, randomly checking on your child's phone, checking through their text messages, looking through their pictures. Obviously, they can delete those things, so I would also recommend that they're always connected to the cloud and that you have access to that cloud as well on both systems. There's really no replacement for constantly checking, looking, monitoring, having talks with your children, helping them understand why it's so important, and then not giving them access to things that they shouldn't, and just trusting them. So the biggest limitation on the iPhone side is their lack of third-party development support. So what that means is if I come out with an application that can do a lot more than what their own built-in system can do, they really lock things down quite a bit so that you can only do essentially what they think you should be able to do. So there are third-party apps that work exceptionally well with Android because you can almost block, monitor, see, and do anything you want from your phones to your children's phones, and those apps are severely crippled by the iPhone system. So although they may still help in addition to what iPhone has set up, 
you're not going to get all the features and benefits from them on an iPhone system. The one third-party system I've had the most success with, and I've tried probably 10 of them, is one that's called the MM Guardian. Now, there's a parental app and a children's app as well, so you'll need to install something on your phone as well as their phone. The beautiful thing about this app is you can actually monitor their text messages. You can set up specific keywords. So if you wanted to set something up with that keyword, anytime they text message that word, you would actually get to see the text message on your phone and then know that it's time to go and check and make sure, you know, nothing's off that you don't get those kind of features when you use that app or third-party apps like I was talking about on the iPhone so you'd want to do a little bit of research before you pay I think that one is about eight dollars a month to monitor up to four or five phones again you should look at the limitations if you have an iPhone just so that you know what you're paying for and what you're getting the funny thing that you'll notice about that app is the first thing when you log into the App Store is their ratings are awful. Uh, in, on Android, it gets a 2.1 out of 5 stars, but if you actually go read the reviews, it's essentially kids that are reviewing the app saying they hate it because their parents can lock their phones and do whatever they want, and so they're essentially just trying to make it look bad so nobody will download it and put it on their phones. It's kind of funny. So really, there's two other options that I would personally suggest if none of these work for you or if they're a little bit too complicated for you as far as cell phones are concerned. There's a wireless provider called Gab Wireless, G-A-B-B. I believe there are a few people in our ward that are currently using that for their kids. What it is is a smartphone set up for children specifically. So it'll look like a smartphone. It'll have a touch screen. It really is only going to give children access to unlimited talk, unlimited text. There's no internet. There's no games. There's no social media, no app store. You cannot picture message and you cannot group message. So there is a camera on the phone so they can take pictures, but they can't send them to anybody. I believe there's a, a calculator as well. There's a headphone jack. There's things like a calendar. There's an FM radio photo gallery, voice recorder, alarm clock, just kind of those uh, essential apps. It's $100 to initially get the phone. Sometimes you'll find them on sale Black Friday, Christmas time, where they'll just give the phone away. And the wireless plan is only $20 a month for unlimited text, unlimited talk. So far cheaper than we're going to get on Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, any of those other major carriers. The other benefit to that is they actually rent their cell towers from major carriers. So you're not going to get any worse service by using a company like this because almost all these smaller companies are going to be renting from their cell towers uh, from the big guys. If that's still something that you don't want to do, really the last two options in my book are you just go with a dumb phone, you go with the flip phone. There's really not many things you can do there to get in trouble or you just don't do a phone at all. Those are really the options. The hardest part about a traditional smartphone on a traditional carrier is that you can't really block their 4G internet service or their internet service from the actual cell phone provider. You can block Wi-Fi, but you can't block the network service. So that is always going to be a limitation with all of the other carriers, all of the smartphone plans. The only way around that is obviously setting up a schedule or turning off your child's phone through some of the apps that were mentioned or through the built-in systems. But as mentioned before, kids can typically get through 
maybe the best option is taking the phone away, taking the phone at night, locking them away. But again, that's only a temporary solution because as they have their devices, we have to make sure that they are protected. So if anybody would like to get a little bit more detail about any of the things we talked about today, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Happy to help answer any more questions. Would love to help some of you get this stuff set up. Obviously, you know my time is spread a little bit more thin than maybe it used to be. However, I'm happy to help anybody that I can, uh, or at least walk you through some of those setups at the very least. I know this podcast is a lot different from the first episode, but again, I got a lot of requests for this type of information, so I thought I would share, and we will definitely get back to gospel subjects on the next one.